Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Carly. And I'm Adam. Yes, and we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in all the beautiful theme park news happening this week and just a little bit more about, you know, what we're up to. Uh, Adam, we did something a little fun this weekend, didn't we? We did, and it's been a while. We went to the Smoky Mountains, and typically when we go is when Dolly was open. It's not open yet. Uh, but we just had that classic Smoky Mountain experience. There was a little moonshine. There was, uh, there was a lot of fun. A lot of fun yes. to be on. Absolutely, yeah. So Dollywood opens for the season, I believe, March eighth. We'll be back for that. But there's just something so charming about going to the Smoky Mountains. I think in the winter when it's a little bit colder, even though it wasn't it wasn't cold this weekend. I think we were like sweatshirts. It is just such a fun place, and you know, it's it's so kitschy. Mm -hmm. And but there's so many good little gems. There's restaurants and there's just really great people there. I love going there. Yeah, it's uh, and we started we did Friday in Pigeon Forge and then drove through the Smoky Mountain National Park and did Gatlinburg on Saturday. And I think like the all of Smoky Mountains and theme parks kind of go hand in hand where if you like theme parks, you're going to love everything in Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we got that kitschiness. We got that earthquake, the ride, which we will never, never do not again. Doing that ever again. <laughs> the uh, maybe the world's worst. Can I even call it a simulator attraction? It's not even really an attraction. Yeah. You want to know what an earthquake is like? Don't go to Gallenberg, Tennessee. Yeah. And we have the Jurassic boat ride, you know, all these things. They're they're very expensive, but they're like little time capsules. It's literally like traveling back in time when you go there mixed with all the buildup and new stuff we you know dollywood's closed but the hotels are open year-round so we popped into heart song which is the new dollywood resort which we stayed at and loved we went there just to get a coffee and just kind of sit it's it's like wilderness lodge but brand new slash like very smoky mountain-ish wouldn't you agree yeah and if you want a good time to just sort of see the resort when it's really calm off season is definitely the way to go. I think we saw three people the entire time. Yes. And they have, we discovered, which we thought was true the last time, but there's one of the outdoor pools is like a super big hot tub and it's open year round. Yeah. So a lot of pools that are like that in the Smoky Mountains because people are quite ambitious. But if you want to go there, there's an indoor pool, outdoor pool, great restaurants. There's cinnamon bread year round, you know, so you don't have to go into the park. They do have it at the little cafe there, but it is such a wonderful time and I highly recommend visiting in the off season. It's also a little bit more affordable, I will say, because the hotels there have gotten uh, quite expensive as it's becoming kind of this national tourist destination. Yeah, definitely, definitely. A lot of fun. Okay. So without any further ado, let's get into this week's news in the queue. This week, we are starting off in Orlando, something that you and I were just talking about, but it's the SeaWorld Orlando 70s Food Festival. This is food, concerts, drinks, the whole nine yards. The Orlando theme park has really been hyping up all their food festivals. They've been doing it for a long time in the game, just like you know Epcot, just like Universal Orlando, but they're really kind of churning out these large scale events. And this is just like the rest of them, 
international cuisine. Everything's included in admission, but you just have to purchase the small plates and specialty drinks. The booths are open Thursdays through Sundays. And then also what we were excited about is the concert lineup. Yes, yes. We're, we happen to both be very big fans of Hanson. And Hanson, who usually plays Epcot Food and Wine Fest, are playing uh, during the winter this year at SeaWorld. So I think yes. we might have to, this is going to be really hard because we were going to go to Bare Naked Ladies Correct. at Universal, who I also love. But now the question is, which one do we go to? So let us know in the comments. I think I think we're going to go Hanson because I've never been to a concert at SeaWorld. Yes. Uh, yes. So they both are basically around the same time. I believe at SeaWorld at 7 at Universal for the Mardi Gras concert at 7.30. But the lineup is really good for SeaWorld this year. We have, like you said, Hanson, there's Colt Ford, there's a Journey tribute band, there's Hoobastank, which if you were like an early 2000s pop music kid, they were huge, uh, ludicrous. It's just a really, really good lineup. Yeah, it really. And, and the food, the food, there's some interesting stuff that I've actually never seen at any other festival because you might not think SeaWorld and festival, but I mean, cinnamon cinnamon bun with with bacon and a and a bourbon or whiskey glaze i mean yes. that looks good um uh, the steak the steak the chicken tikka masala um yes which looked looked interesting i say interesting because i like chicken tikka masala but it could go either be really good or <laughs> really bad yes. no. uh, everything else seems like a lot of a lot of fried food but of course you're at a theme park you gotta have a little fried yeah food. exactly and what kind of struck me is we see at all these festivals and theme parks the walking taco which is essentially they cut the top of a dorito bag whatever and then they fill it with like the traditional taco meat and whatever but now at SeaWorld, they're doing a walk walking i might pronounce this wrong gyro or gyro however you pronounce it but a walking gyro so they're taking pita chips and then topping it with the traditional you know, meat, uh, onions, tiki sauce, and doing a walk, walking mural, which I think is really cool. Yeah, that sounds really good. And also kind of probably, I'm going to say a little healthier. Yes. Maybe? I mean, com compared to a lot of the other things like a uh, mango margarita, <laughs> it's probably one of the better items. And this year there's over 200 items you can choose from. And the prices range from five to 15, but I will say, a lot of the um, plates are kind of on the pricier side, more like 10 and up. So this is definitely one of those cases where you're going to want to get the lanyard. Yeah. So a lot of the theme parks do this, but it's basically the sampling lanyard. And yes, you're paying a little bit more up front. But in the long run, if you're strategic, you can save money. And the 10 item sampler here is $70. And if you buy 10 items individually, you're probably going to be spending over $100 with how it's priced this year. So I always recommend a lanyard. And also you can use it over and over and over again. So the leftover credits will roll over to any day that you visit the Seven Seas Food Festival. I'll see you there. Yes, yes. And of course, there's reserved seating for the concerts, which we might have to look into for Hanson because as we have seen Hanson at uh, Epcot, it gets very, very popular. <laughs> I'm the guy to make the world go round and around. I'm the one that, that's singing the lyrics, standing up. Yes, 
you and many, many other people. So if you want to go visit the Seven Seas Food Festival at SeaWorld Orlando, like I said, it's happening Thursday through Sundays. The booths are open, so they're not seven days a week. And this will run through May 19th. And it usually runs from 11 a.m. to park close. And again, the concerts are on the weekends, Saturdays and Sundays. Those are free as long as you don't want to purchase that kind of upcharge reserve seating. And that's hosted in the Bayside Stadium. But definitely get there early, especially if you're hoping to see one of the popular ones. I feel like Ludacris will also potentially be really popular. Yeah. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Yes. He, he uh, does it all, I would say. Yeah. And then in sticking with Orlando news, this was a long time coming. I think it was just about every single day I saw someone tweet or message Disney asking, when would 1900 Park Fair reopen at Disney's Grand Floridian? Well, finally, we finally have an opening date, and that is April 10th this year. And bookings are going to begin on March 5th. So 1900 Park Fair closed along with the rest of the world in 2000, and it's pretty much, I believe, the last dining location, and some took longer to reopen, the last one to reopen after the pandemic closure. So this was very long awaited for many, many Disney fans. And if you're not familiar, it is a character dining location open for breakfast and dinner. And with the reopening, we're going to see a lot of the familiar favorites, like uh Tigger, Winnie the Pooh, Mary Poppins, but then also with the reopening, they're going to introduce some new characters, including Aladdin, Cinderella, Maribel, and Tiana will be in her new Tiana's Bayou Adventure wardrobe. Have you been to 1900? I don't think you have. I have not been to 1900. Um, you know, I've been to many character breakfasts with you. Um, you know, the one at the Swan Dolphin we've been to, and of course, uh, what was four the one? seasons. Four seasons. That one was incredible. Yes. Uh, but no, another reason, another reason to go. Absolutely. Yeah. This is a pretty much one of the higher up there ones. Definitely would recommend, you know, not, not all character dining experiences are on the same playing field and this is it. And with the announcement, they did confirm that the famous strawberry soup will be returning. So this is a kind of a chilled strawberry soup. I think you would love it. It has been a mainstay of the restaurant for a long time. And then many were relieved to find out that also Big Bertha, which is this antique organ that's kind of been the centerpiece of the resort since 1988. That's also going to be in the main dining room. And then in addition to that, they're going to keep that kind of carousel theme. And there's going to be new murals that were created by Disney artists, which I love. I mean, we love all the Disney artists. I love going to Festival of the Arts and actually getting to meet them. So I think I'm most hyped to see all these new portraits that were created exclusively for the resort. And we just got a new Festival of the Arts. Yes, we did. Shout out to Scooter, the Disney artist who worked on Hunchback. He was just at Festival of the Arts. We purchased the piece and... You know, Disney said it would take over two weeks to come and it was shipped and arrived here in four days. So I was like, yes. So hopefully we are going to see, if you look through the story, the new mural with the 1900 Park Fair, that very like antique vintage carousel and everything. I hope they make merch or something with that because it is really cool. They will. Yes. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. So uh, reservations open on March 5th. This is probably going to be one of those where uh, it's going to be really hard to get at the start. 
It's going to be very popular. Uh, these can be booked online or within the app. Uh, Danning plans are not accepted here, and the, the restaurant will officially open on April 10th. So see you there. <laughs> now, something that you and I know a little bit about, Disney weddings. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, and honestly, I was looking when I was looking through this article, uh, you would look and I'm not just saying this because we're live. You would look great in all of these all of these dresses. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so basically, there's a lot of big news out of the Disney wedding sector. They introduced a new line of gowns, which, you know, that's very popular. Disney has worked with Allure Bridal to have these wedding gowns. And there's a whole new set of princess inspired gowns. Uh, there's a new horse-drawn carriage available at the Disneyland Resort if you're getting married over in Anaheim. And there's a brand new wedding venue in Epcot. And we know a thing or two about Epcot because that's where we got married. March 2nd, 2015. And it's interesting because when I was looking at this, we have said since the very beginning that our Disney wedding was so amazing that at 10 years, we're going to do a vow renewal and we're going to do a dessert party or there's something that we're going to do to celebrate and we kept thinking France because that's what we originally did. But I don't know, this this new venue is looking really cool. Yes. I. If you haven't been yet, I mean, it's pretty fairly new uh, at Epcot. The World Celebration Gardens have opened, and this is where uh, the Walt statue is. This is also where you have, like, the beautiful light projection, colorful patterns that are synchronized to music. It's cool during the day, a lot of great space to sit, but at night, this really comes alive and just looks so beautiful with Spaceship Earth in the background. So when I saw this, oh my God, you could do after-hour receptions there, so aka a dessert party. That might have to happen. Absolutely. That was We are thinking, we and we didn't talk about this beforehand, everybody. We did not talk about this, but I'm glad we're on the same page because we're yes, married. It, yes, yes. So uh, I'm definitely eyeing that. Again, if you want to look through this, it's the new collection. There's 18 gowns inspired by Snow White, Tiana, Cinderella, and whatnot. They're really beautiful. And I was surprised they started at 1700. So that was not what I was expecting at all. And then, of course, if you want to go big and do the whole coach thing, they're offering a new coach uh, starting in March at the Disneyland Resort if you were getting married there and they're also going to be having the disney fairy tale carriage at disneyland paris which oh that could be a good idea yeah <laughs> i do love disneyland paris <laughs> champagne on main street it's one of my favorite things yes oh i was just looking at pictures of that i love having champagne on main street and then with the wedding news this was really interesting i know you know traditions are out the window people could do whatever they want these days and there is a new villains wedding gown collection that they viewed which is really really cool uh if you're getting married at disney you're probably doing some sort of theme ours was really subtle it was just food and wine basically but you know characters and just heavy themed with way it's like kind of like the sky's the limit when you do a disney wedding and so if you want to do something villain theme which we know villains are very popular in the disney world there are all sorts of gowns inspired by everyone from maleficent to ursula but i think my favorite was the jafar which is kind of a nod to menswear the top of the dress is almost like a little blazer but it has this really uh dramatic uh, neckline so you know you still have that like feminine touch to it but 
if you want to have a villain inspired wedding or, you know, get inspired for your own, uh, I highly recommend looking at this collection and yes, so it should be really fun if you're planning a Disney wedding and fingers crossed we get to do something for uh, the 10 year because Having a Disney wedding is the best. It is. Please don't wear one of the black dresses, though. I feel like I, my superstitions will be. Will be no, no, no. Like, that, that, that is not my is the, the evil queen. The evil queen. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is not my style, but I salute anyone that, you know, makes it That's theirs. Uh, and now on to something that we've been talking a lot about carnival cruises, right? Like, I feel like everyone's talking to us about them. Yeah. I mean, even over the weekend, uh, a friend of ours in Gallenberg was like, I just did this carnival cruise and you instantly think, oh, I wonder how that, that is. Cause sometimes you hear mixed reviews, but apparently the new ships are amazing. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I can't speak to the new ones cause I haven't gone on carnival in a year, but it seems like they're really plowing down and really just having some amazing offerings. I know the new ships like the Mardi Gras people are raving about. And now uh, guests traveling on Carnival with stops in the Caribbean can look forward to a new Celebration Key, which is their new private island in Grand Bahama. And this is going to start in July 2025. Uh, are you a cruise ship private island fan? I am, but for the private island is one of my favorite parts of a cruise because I don't like being on a boat. And and I yes. that's just the full, you know, when you go, Carly takes her sister and her mom some, a lot of the times when, uh, when you go on cruises, um, I, I, I sometimes get a little claustrophobic on boats, but the private island, my gosh, I mean, when you get, you have that barbecue with the burger and then you go to the adults only section, which I saw there's two here. There's, yes. there's one and there's a private one. Uh, this looks amazing. Yes, it does look really good. And I love how, you know, we can't escape the term like portals, you know, with Epic Universe, we have all these portals. Well, Carnival's new exclusive destination is going to also have portals. And this is going to take you off into different kind of themed lands. Uh, you mentioned the adults only. You will definitely find me at the adult friendly one that has the freshwater lagoon. And if yeah. you see these renderings, it looks so nice. It looks really, really cool. Um, and, and again, I'm glad you mentioned like Epic Universe because the first thing I saw when I saw that tower and saw the slides coming out and that's the, it really has, I mean, it was actually giving me Islands of Adventure vibes. Yes. From the artist renderings, you know, we won't be able to see this until July of next year, but this looks really highly themed, which I love. There's going to be a welcome portal with uh, live music. There's going to be, of course, family friendly area. And this is going to be quite expansive with its own freshwater lagoon. There's going to be kind of like a mini water park with racing water slides. And then if you want to, you know, go with the 18 and plus crowd, there's going to be two adults only experiences. One is going to be a premium experience, meaning that we'll have to pay a little bit more to get on there. But I heard infinity pool overlooking the sea and you had me at that. By the way, Carly doesn't know I'm going to do this, but uh, this is one thing that uh, will not be. On the <laughs> the people that are watching, I'm holding up. You can see this on social media. Carly's icon of the seas picture. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I just did the crown's edge on icon of the seas. It was wild. Uh, I do love the thrilling aspects. Uh, I did love putting on like that space suit. <laughs> but if you want to just kind of like chill, there's also just so many relaxing things you can do. And I feel like that's why I love these private islands is because you really feel like you're escaping into kind of just yeah you know, like an abandoned island. I think especially Castaway, Disney's private island, really has that kind of like laid back. Like we just stumbled upon this island feel. 
uh, Celebration Key Carnivals definitely looks a little bit more built up like that. I would say kind of compared to like Coco, which is um, Royal Caribbean's private island. Yeah. Well, nothing's going to beat the Disney. What's that crazy fast slide uh, on Disney's yeah. private island? Oh, you're talking about Pelican Plunge. The well, one you have to, to. to yes. and, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, yes. I am a sucker for a good slide. So that is one of my favorites. And hopefully I'll get to visit the Celebration Key once it opens next year in July 2025. I'm going with you to that. Yes, you, you can come. I'll, I'll say yes to that. <laughs> so now we are going to somewhere that is basically in our own backyard. Uh, Carowinds has announced their 2024 event programming. So we, uh, we're Carowinds people. We're Carowinds season pass holders, right? Yes. Yes. And we had so much fun last year. We pretty much, I think, hit all the events, including Carnival, where we had some amazing food. We did a, a lot of Scarowinds. We did Winterfest. So now they're announcing their 2024. And it seems to be a little bit of scaling back on some events and then all ch also changing up. So the big one is for the family-friendly uh, Halloween event, which was the Great Pumpkin. That will be replaced by Tricks and Treats, which... I actually, Tricks and Treats is a familiar brand with Cedar Fair. I actually went to it a few years ago at California's Great America, which is the Cedar Fair Park in North America. Really fun. It is a family-friendly daytime Halloween event. You know, it's no tricks, just treats. So that's similar to what the Great Pumpkin Fest was. So we're going to see if that's going to have some kind of the similar activations or something new. We do know that the parade, which was introduced last year, which we love. We went and saw that quite a few times. Yeah, we yeah. do know that the parade will be returning for that, but we don't know what else. Yeah. One of the uh, interesting things is that unlike certain other Halloween events, Scarowins you can get into with a normal ticket. Yes. So that was kind of the big news for this announcement of 2024. Uh, so it was a separate ticket up until last year. I think, I believe when the event started, it wasn't, and they made the switch over. You know, a lot of these parks kind of change year to year, depending on, you know, how operations go. And I'm so happy that now it's going to be included in your same admission. So this means you can go day to night. Just from experience, I love Scarowinds. It's one of my favorite Halloween haunt events of the year. But having to exit and then enter with a new ticket caused a lot of backup at the entrance, both with parking and then both just at the ticket gate. So I'm just so excited that we'll be able to just kind of go in there and stay. And also the day guest, you know, they introduced kind of like their very own little stay and scream a thing last year with, you know, season pass holders, but you had to enter in by a certain time and it was like a pretty long window. So I'm so excited that they're going to change it for this year. It returns September 13th. And I think this is just kind of a smart way to get around that, you know, crazy buildup at the entrance. Yeah. And I know that there's, it doesn't look like there's going to be any new rides this year, uh, which is okay. Cause they've had, a, they've had a busy couple of years, but I, oh, really, yeah. I really do hope, and I'm, I, you'll probably agree. I, I hope we get a couple new houses this year. Yes. So, you know, a lot of the houses kind of stick up year round in the meat market one, one of our favorites, but yes, I'm hoping for some new ones. We're not sure. I mean, everything is kind of up in the air now with that merger with six flags. We still don't know what that will mean, but we do know that Scarewind is coming back. Also, we love Winterfest. It is one of the most amazing 
you know, holiday celebrations. It's all included with the ticket. There's so much roaming entertainment. I can't even really emphasize <laughs> how much roaming entertainment. Yeah, and it snows. You look up and it's snowing, and they're yes, playing music. It it's... snows. There's just like dozens and dozens of entertainers everywhere saying happy holidays. It is truly magical, included with the ticket, and they run some really good specials. This is going to be returning select nights, November fifteenth to December thirty first. So. Go on over, check out our article, and that will include all the dates. And we'll keep you posted if we hear about the return of Carnival, which I hope it comes back because that food was chef's kiss. So good. And the chef was literally, remember, the chef was out there. Like yes. Yes. It was, it was really awesome last year. So hopefully that'll come back. If not, we'll have the memories and we'll definitely be at Scarewinds and uh, Winterfest you know, spending our time. Uh, and speaking of Epic, some of the last news in our queue, Disney has bought a $1.5 billion stake in Fortnite. So that's the company that owns it. It's called Epic Games. They Their biggest, obviously, is Fortnite. And I am not a gamer. You are not a gamer. No. But this is very exciting for those that are gamers because this means all of Disney's most popular franchises including Marvel, Pixar, this could be integrated into Epic Games. So I know this is a very big deal because we have kind of the biggest, you know, storytelling company in the world, and now we can have video games. Star Wars, too. Yeah, and it's funny because I thought about it when I was, when I heard the announcement, I was like, is now the time where I become a gamer or I try to become a gamer? <laughs> and I think we've tried before. <laughs> and, then I, and then I just imagined us, like, with the headsets on, and, and, and I was like, now. No, I think we're going to stick to the parks. No, yeah, exactly. We'll stick to the parks. But if you want to virtually visit the car, the parks in the concept art that was released, there was quite a lot of little Easter eggs you can find in there. There was Flo's V8 uh, Cafe from Cars, Star Wars. There was Space Mountain. There was even like a Disney Cruise Line port. So and Star Tower. What this Star means, Tower was up there too. Yes. Yeah. So what this means, we don't know just yet. You could read the full announcement over on our website, but this was part of the earnings call from last week. And this is kind of one of the biggest news that uh, CEO Bob Iger shared. Yes. Big, so it was big, kind of a light week with news. <laughs> uh, but right now we're going to take a break before our main attraction and hear a word from our sponsor. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction. So our main attraction this week, we are traveling all the way over to my bucket list place, Tokyo Disneyland. <laughs> One day we're going to get there. I know we are. Fingers crossed. I, I'm sure it'll happen within the next couple of years. Yeah, so new for this year, they're doing this uh, Disney Palpalooza, which kicked off with Minnie Mouse. And so basically they transformed the park dining locations, hotel, hotels with activations, specifically around a specific character. It was Minnie Mouse first, and now we have Donald Duck, and they're going to be transforming Tokyo Disneyland into Donald's Quacky Duck City. That's hard to say. 
what you, you got to just look at this and go, this is total Tokyo Disneyland. Like this is something 100%. This is such, such, I mean, it, it's totally like, if you would have said to me, like, where is this? And I didn't know which park I would have instantly been two seconds at Tokyo. Yes. This has a Kawaii written all over it. You know, they love Donald Duck over there. One of like the most famous snacks at Tokyo Disneyland is this Donald Duck life preserver or life raft um, shrimp bun. So it's like one of the most photographed snacks over there. So it's no surprise that he is getting his time in the sun. And this is going to take place at Tokyo Disneyland Park from April 9th through June 30th. And we're talking Donald focused decor, food, entertainment. And then also he will be bringing along a character that we finally got to meet last year. And that is Pete. So he debuted at Mickey's Toontown in California Early last year, I was there. People were losing their mind. And he's also going to be a part of Donald's Quacky Duck City. <laughs> you know, That's this, a hard one. This whole thing, I, I, if you're a fan of, like, alternate universes and, like, what would things be like? Like, what would have it been like if, if the first character Walt created was Donald Duck? This is probably would have been that was the first thing I thought of when I saw the grass outside of Tokyo yes. with Donald's face on it. I was like, this is almost like weird. Yes. Oh my God. I thought the same thing way. too. Yeah. So right outside World Bazaar, you know, you have that big grassy hub and it, you know, has Mickey's face. This is going to be taken over and it's going to have Donald Duck's face. And I thought the same thing. Like this is truly a bizarre thing. He's going to be, once you get into the World Bazaar, there's going to be a gold statue of Donald. Throughout, there's an, I see in the artist renderings kind of like almost looks like colorful chalk work, work that says like "Welcome to Duck City," and the main event will be a new parade entitled "The Quacky Celebration: Donald the Legend." And there's food too, which by the yeah. way, I I did look. I specifically was like, I really hope there's no duck dishes because that would have been. Um, really there is. There is. There is, yes. How did, I, you, how did I miss that? That was yes. like when, when you went to Peppa Pig, I was like, I hope there's not going to be there. And there wasn't, yes. So there's all sorts of drinks in the park, in the hotels. There's like a jelly drink with Donald on it. Really cool looking ice cream sundaes. And then at Tokyo Disney Hotel at Kana, they're going to be serving, it's kind of like a little bit of an upscale spot, duck. So there'll be like a salmon, a salmon entree, a shellfish, and duck. <laughs> Whoever wrote this said, don't tell Donald. It's like the Mexico boat ride. Have you seen a duck and they freak out? I know. I know. Wow. Yes. Yes. So th there, there will be duck as part of the celebration. <laughs> but I mean, I think that's just, you know, normal as part of the food over there. We, I love duck. Uh, don't, you know, again, don't tell Donald. Uh, there's a lot of really cool beverages. That's kind of what I'm interested in. There's also some food at the Disney Ambassador Hotel over at Chef Mickey, the Hyperion Lounge, a lot of blue drinks. So if you are not a fan of blue carousel, which I'm assuming is what these drinks are made of, you might want to avoid them. And then also, if you dine at the specialty restaurants, there's going to be collectible coasters that have quacky Duck City artwork on it. And that is what I would be after because I love collecting coasters. Yeah. It's, it's a very pop art kind of looking yeah. logo and stuff. It's, it's, it's cool. It is really cool. And then if you want to, you know, if you're staying over and you want to extend it 
into your room. You can have a themed room at the Disney Ambassador Hotel. I just did this on the Pixar Day at Sea Cruise and it really was fun. I wasn't sure what to expect because you're like, okay, they're just adding some decor. No, they really do a nice job with it. You can keep everything that they bring in there and it's just fun. And, you know, this is coinciding with Donald's 90th birthday which is on June 9th. And this is uh, his first time appearing was in the wise little hen, which was part of Walt Disney's silly symphony series. You could watch it on Disney plus. And of course now is the time to plan a Tokyo Disney trip as they're getting ready to celebrate the grand opening of the edition of fantasy Springs, which I cannot wait to visit. We're going to have a Peter Pan land, a tangled land and a frozen kingdom. So that looks amazing and that's on top of kind of already the amazing lineup of the year which includes the final farewell to space mountain over there as we know it it's becoming duck mountain right yeah yeah <laughs> they're gonna knock it down and build a big like, duck butt and that's <laughs> where the <roller> will be <laughs> yeah yeah so if you are visiting tokyo disney uh minis version will be going through March 19th. That's called Minnie's Thunderland before Donald kicks off. And then you can also catch the tail end of the resort's 40th anniversary, which is a whole slew of amazing merchandise and snacks. And that is going to be going through March 31st. And of course, uh, if you're planning a trip like that, it's probably best to go through someone that's knowledgeable like MEI and Mouse Fan Travel because that is a massive undertaking. And Disneyland tickets and hotels work way different than we're used to. If you're used to Walt Disney World and Disneyland, tickets open up the date specific. So you're going to want to get a uh, reputable travel agent to help you do that. Yes. So uh, we'll go back and look through our comments, say hello to everyone. Uh, Michael Bingham voted Bare Naked Ladies. It's Ben. What? That's my Michael. That is actually my go-to karaoke song. I know it's so good. It's so hard. We have them and Hanson the same night. So that's going to be a hard one to choose between and wisers here. Uh, Mr. Fulton, I'm sorry about your game losses. Uh, and wiser asks where Seth, Seth is on an MSC cruise at a Fort Canaveral with his wife. So I saw that he was posting a little bit. I am excited to uh, hear about him. That's one line that we haven't done. Yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. done, uh, I mean, you've done so many. I, yeah. I, we, I've heard, I've heard good things. It's a European line that's really kind of expanded in the state. So I'm excited to hear his thoughts and then maybe go on one for myself. And I know this is not theme park related, but I would like to take an Alaskan cruise. Mm. Oh, same. Yeah. So Disney Cruise Line has some really good Alaskan sailings. And then that's also where you could see Mickey and Minnie in their snow outfits. And it's really, yeah. I mean, like I would go just for that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Uh, so uh, thank you all for tuning in this week. Thank you, Adam, for joining me. Absolutely. I, yes. I will I will see you at home. Yes, you will see me at home. Uh, this week, we are headed to Dollywood. So Dollywood doesn't open for the season until March 8th, but I'm going to be sharing on attractions a little preview and a first look at a brand new attraction that is coming to the park this May. It's called the Dolly Parton Experience. So it's going to be a large exhibit showcasing all different aspects of Dolly's life, different chapters, her fashion, her family, the music, of course. So tune in on Thursday because I'm going to be sharing over on all the attraction social medias 
all the fun on that. And uh, until then, Adam, where can folks find you if they want to keep up with you? Um, all socials at Adam Wurzel. Watch me on Nashville Insider. Airs all across America. NashvilleInsider.tv slash affiliates to find out where. Uh, and you can find me in photos with Carly on her socials as well. Yes. So hopefully we'll have some body girl fun together in the coming weeks. And if you want to find me, I'm Adventures by Carly on Instagram and on X at Carly Caramana. And be sure to follow all of us at Attractions at AttractionsMagazine.com. And if you search Attractions Magazine on your favorite social media accounts. So until next week, I hope you all stay safe out there. Try something new. But most importantly, have fun while you're doing it. We'll see you next week. Bye.